This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everybody, welcome back to On Deck. It has been a really, really long time since Lloyd and I sat down to talk. I mean, like just now, we turned on our cameras and I was like, hey, it's been the longest period of time between Lloyd and I talking about video games in the past, I don't know, three years or something. (laughs) Uh, So... Uh, Lloyd, how yeah. are you doing, man? I, I'm I'm doing good. Uh, I was gonna sing like uh, one week uh, from Dirty Ladies, <laughs> but I decided, you know what? No, no one's gonna get that. I have some people will get that, but yeah, no. Uh, it's good. You know, you know what episode this is, Bill? Uh, you know, I was when I was making the show notes, I was struggling with this. <laughs> I looked it up a couple times, and it's a, episode eleven. And eleven, I know, like, so. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, ASL, American Sign Language, for eleven. So eleven is two fingers up. It's uh, but you have it, to face it this way. It's your index pops up off your thumb twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I completely forgot that he was going to do that, and like <laughs> right before the show, he goes I was holding up the. He re- goes left hand, right hand, and I was like, "What are you doing? Are you, are you threatening me?" <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, before we get into the show, just so everybody knows, this is on deck. The show that you want to subscribe to, if you are a fan of. Or if you are expecting to be the fan, uh, a fan of the Steam Deck, which is Valve's foray into uh, the portable gaming uh, PC space, which I'm very excited about. Lloyd's very excited about. Mm-hmm. Before we start the show, I want to say thank you to our supporters. You guys are awesome. Those people who've joined that YouTube button uh, right down below. We really, really do appreciate that. We want to start off the show with a comment that we said we were going to talk about on this episode, and it's been a long time, and I just realized that I forgot to make my list of the five (laughs) games, the five titles. This is coming in from Beanie. The five titles that are always going to live on my Steam Deck. So I'm going to let Lloyd start us off while I try and noodle things around go ahead all right minecraft will be the game that will always be on my deck even though i i said that last episode and everyone in the comments was like well you actually can't install bedrock on this and then everyone's like well yeah you can you do this or or you do this so apparently there's a way to get the the bedrock version um i was i was thinking maybe even this, the java version of the bedrock didn't work um but uh ideally the bedrock version of minecraft will always be on my steam deck because i am always dipping into minecraft every once in a while you know i mean i I loved minecraft i spent hundreds of hours playing minecraft i don't know if i can go back to it after playing valheim like for me (laughs) valheim is so much more engaging right unless it's like modded minecraft is a completely different story like sky factory Mm -hmm. i don't know what they're on now but when i played it it was sky factory 2 was just unbelievable like i you know you start with a dirt block in the sky and by the end of it i had like nuclear reactors and stuff that i had (laughs) built it was absolutely amazing but for me if i'm looking for that sandbox um you break stuff down and turn it into other things for me it's got to be valheim 
Um, and, you know, I said that last time is one of the first games that I'm going to install. But um, I think that, and I don't even own this on PC, but I think that uh, a game that I will probably end up getting and installing on the Steam Deck, that I, you got to have a good puzzle game, a good, a good game where you can sit down and play and just kind of zone out and ignore the world around you. So right. some kind of Tetris style game, maybe Tetris Effect. I recently mm. was playing that on Game Pass, and it's just so fantastic, like it, surprisingly it fantastic, the way that they've merged the music and the game together. So yeah. some kind of Tetris is going to be one of those games that I have to have installed all the time. What's What about you? What's your next one? <sighs> this is tough to say, um, mainly because of the company that uh, made this game. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of love for Activision Blizzard right now because of all the stuff that's going on. Um, but I've played so much Diablo uh, in back in like Diablo one. I played probably mm-hmm. four hundred hours. Diablo two, I probably played a thousand hours. Diablo three, I mean, I have. The, the big oh I can't see the big box because it's behind other stuff I I have like all of of the the big editions of Diablo I love Diablo um and probably Diablo three would be the the one game I'd want to always have on my Steam Deck uh, seasons are fun I haven't dipped into seasons for a number of of seasons in Diablo I used to play a lot of it on my, on my Nintendo Switch. Um, but I have the PC version of Diablo and uh, jumping in and doing some some seasons, doing some multiplayer. I think this would be the perfect device for it because it's portable. It's nice and small um, compared to a, a full TV gaming PC, uh, whatever other setup you have. And I mean, it's Diablo. You, you got to love Diablo. Yeah. I, so first off. You you know you're worried about supporting Blizzard because of their management stuff, but you already bought the game, so if you're playing it and not paying for it again, That's I very mean true. that doesn't hurt anybody. Very true. Um, secondly. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work all that well. Like, that's one of those use cases mm-hmm. where you definitely want to have the controls dialed in, and Diablo 3 does not support controllers uh, and... You have to do some kind of weird work. Uh, Diablo 3 on the PC, sorry, does not support controllers. Um, and mm. because it uses the Blizzard launcher, getting it to work oh. with that Steam input stuff is going to be maybe problematic. But if you can get it to work, it's definitely one of those games that has endless replayability. So I totally... Right totally understand where you're coming from there i i just uh before you get into your your next one i i just yeah. googled it because i i read an article a while back saying that diablo 3 has controller support and i obviously didn't read it i just did a quick google search and it's it's actually a controller support through an application called rewaz <laughs> it's mm, so okay so strike that one off uh i'll probably try to play it uh using the uh, the steam input stuff um, but I don't think that's going to be a good uh, a good thing. I I read an article; it went in the back of my brain, and uh, <laughs> turns out I was wrong. So thanks for clearing that up for me, Bill. I'm now sad. Oh, no problem. I'm now sad. Yeah, I, it is sad. But you know what I would say is, uh, I'm definitely not going to say it's at the same par. It's mm. not on par with Diablo. But what's what's the one? It's a Torch, little more torchlight. Torchlight, Tor- the the Torchlight yeah. and Torchlight Two are fantastic, and they have that same replay playability. And 
I, kn I know for a fact that Torchlight 2 has controller support. I don't yep. think control Torchlight 1 does, but no. uh, 2 does. Two. So that, that might be a good um, stand-in for your Diablo a ARPG kind of stuff. Right. Um, my next one is a game that I just started playing. And you have not yet had a chance to play this, but you're going to be playing it probably on Sunday when we play D&D, &D, and that's <laughs> Tailspire. Right. Um, this thing is so amazing. So it is basically an online tabletop simulator where you can use uh, your, you know, you're, you're sitting at your computer and you can build like this cool map for the players to go around in and they can pick up their characters and move them around. And I just picked it up this week and i was just looking how much time maybe not this week i think it was last week how much time have i spent playing tailspire now I'm this scared. is not a good indicator because quite often i will get up and walk away and because there's no monsters or anything to attack me i i just i don't even pause it i just get up and walk away and go do stuff and then i come back and I did leave it on once overnight, um, but Tailspire, I've already put 30 hours into this. Uh, wow. Just going in and, and building things for our D&D group to go through. And this is so cool. First off, it's only two gigs, uh, so it takes up almost no space at all. And just being able to have it wherever I am, it, can, it communicates to the server. I could pair it with my, uh, my Steam Deck with my phone, so it communicates to the server. And I could sit down, uh, do a little building, turn it back off, and then the next time that we sit down, it's all there. So, uh, Tailspire, if you've never played D&D, &D, uh, definitely check out our YouTube channel. We have a couple of videos of us playing D&D. &D. The next one that we make is going to be uh, using Tailspire. So, uh, look forward to that. But it's, it's this game that I'm just totally obsessed with right now, especially just turning it on and messing around and looking at the the little minis on the map and listening to the music is just right. fantastic. Yeah. What's your next one? Um, This, this is tough. I, I need a driving game. Um, it, my current driving game that I play the most is Hot Wheels Unleashed. Uh, I don't know in quarter two of 2022, uh, so in like four months, five months, six months, if I'm still going to be playing it. Uh, but as of right now, that'll probably be the one uh, racing game that I always have installed. Um, I like to to jump in, do a couple races, collect a couple coins, and then dip out of that game. Um, Hot Wheels Unleashed is just a fantastic, family-friendly uh, racing game with a whole bunch of licensed Hot Wheels cars and a bunch of licensed content. Um, it's not cheap, which sucks because it's aimed at the kids, so parents uh, that want to get all the content <laughs> for the kids are probably very angry at this franchise. Uh, but I really, really enjoy Hot Wheels Unleashed, so that'll probably be one that is on my uh, my Steam Deck. I keep wanting to say Switch for some strange reason today. <laughs> well, I mean, it does have that same form factor, so yeah. that's definitely definitely understandable. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, my next one is uh, is probably something that, again, I'm going for these these things that are kind of mindless, and I don't really have to spend too much time thinking while I'm playing, and that's got to be Streets of Rage 4. Uh, that mm. game is so fun, and the replayability on that is just fantastic because you can just go back in and try for another high score. And, um, like, I've played it a bunch of times, and I've actually finished it, which is an achievement for me because I never <laughs> finish games. Um, so Streets of Rage 4 is a really, really fun one. It's also got multiplayer, so, you know, if you, you want to sit on the couch over there and connect to somebody and just sit down and, and play, uh, that's definitely a game that I'm going to be putting on my Steam Deck. What's your next one? Um, is it a, is it cheating to uh, 
<laughs> to, to talk about a game that we talked about last time? Were we trying to not talk about games that we uh, that we did last time? I'm trying not to, but you can do whatever you want. It's your, you know, it's your list. Okay. Well, this one is going to be, it, it's kind of cheating, um, but not not like retro arch cheating, uh, but kind of <laughs> cheating. And that is Skyrim. Um, favorite game of all time. Love Skyrim. Uh, but the reason why I want Skyrim on there is I've been watching a bunch of YouTube videos and there is a mod that is coming out. Uh, well, there's a mod that's been out for a while, but hasn't been updated in like a year and a half. Uh, which I think is called Skyrim Together, which allows you to play multiplayer Skyrim over the internet with other people. Oh, wow. There is a new version of that mod coming out in the near future. Uh, there's actually a mod coming out for Skyrim and Fallout 4 that allows you to go into multiplayer online. It syncs all the animations between clients, so you could be doing a quest and I could be helping you. And I see the doors opening um, just like you see it. Like, it's it's a ridiculous mod. Uh, and I want to play with it. And I was thinking to myself, what would be a better way to do that than sitting on the couch with my Steam Deck, playing against or playing with my son who's sitting on a console on a TV somewhere uh, or, or a PC with a large monitor? Um, mm -hmm. I, I just think messing around with some of those huge mods on a portable system is going to be something that I'm just going to want to do. Can't sleep boot up my Steam Deck and uh, play a little bit of Skyrim and mess around with the mods. So I'm really looking forward to that mod. Um, so maybe it's the mod. Maybe I'll say the mod so it's not really cheating. It's uh, the Skyrim together, whatever whatever <laughs> it's going to be called when it comes out. Uh, it'll be that thing. All right. Um, for me, my next one is Legend of Grimrock. I've played this game a whole bunch of times, but I never... I always get distracted and don't get back to it. And the thing about these portable systems that it, it allows somebody like me who's got a very very short attention span uh to go back to a game far more often so like when the switch came out and breath of the wild came like i put 200 hours into that game and it was because i was able to pick it up and pick up right where i left off and continue playing and i think that this might finally be the time that i can uh, focus and finish the Legend of Grimrock because I will I, I can always have this thing with me and sure I could get it on my phone I could get it on my iPad I'm not interested in in touchscreen gaming so that's not for right. me if you've never played Legend of Grimrock it is an old school dungeon delver kind of game where you are you've got your party of four you are trapped in this dungeon. You have to find your way out, and everything is in first person. It's all on like a grid, and it's a really, really cool game that I've never been able to finish because I'm just far too distractible. So that's my <laughs> next one. Uh, we've got one more okay. from each of us. What's your next one? Uh, it's going to be some form of multiplayer first person shooter. Uh, I'm not sure which one it's going to be yet. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Fortnite. Um, but I don't like playing Fortnite on PC because I am not a mega builder. <laughs> uh, so if I play on PC, uh, I take a shot at someone and they build the Eiffel Tower or like the Taj Mahal before I even can like reload my clip. Um, so I play on console because it's a little bit less of that. So it's going to be a toss up between Fortnite and Halo Infinite. Uh, the big question for me mm. will be, how am I going to get Halo Infinite loaded on this thing without installing Windows? So hopefully there's going to be an easy way to make that happen. Uh, I, I'm assuming there would, would be. It's a modern game, and I'm sure it'll be supported. Um, so it'll probably be Halo Infinite um, just for the multiplayer on my Steam Deck. That's a good shout. Um, my last one, I think, is going to be another that 
I, I have on the Switch. I think I bought it on another platform. I think I bought it on PC as well. If not, I'm probably going to. And that is Darkest Dungeon. Um, Darkest Dungeon is this really, really cool game. I probably don't have to explain what this game is to people, but uh, it's like a 2D roguelike uh, game where you play as these is these uh, characters and you have to go into a dungeon and like do a quest and then you come back out and you have like a city that you can go to and you have uh, different characters that you can rotate in and out of your party and then as you're in the dungeon you also have to keep in mind how healthy are my characters how sane are my characters and horrible things happen to them and it makes it really really hard to go on and it's one of those games, again, where being able to have it with me whenever means I'm far more likely to um, get further in it. And right. the fact that it's a roguelike means like it's always going to be kind of fresh every time that I play. Right. It's also pretty low on the memory, like not memory, on the storage footprint. So I think that's another reason why I'm going to want to take Darkest Dungeon with me. Nice. Uh I've already done my five, uh, but another good one along those lines would be Spelunky. Uh, that's a game mm, that I'd like mm-hmm. to dip into, but I don't have it installed in any of my systems right now. That would be a perfect game for me just to load on my Steam Deck and play some Spelunky. Uh, usually my my playthroughs of Spelunky last about 37 seconds. I'm not very good, <laughs> um, so I can quickly jump in. Uh, the load times usually are longer than my play playtime, so uh, yeah, we'll see how well that works on the Steam Deck. So let us know what are your top five games that will always be installed on your Steam Deck on the in the comments section down below. If you're listening to this on the pod on a podcast app, head on over to youtube.com slash nerdnest in the comment section down below. Tell us your top five games that will always be on your Steam Deck. Uh, thank you very much for the question, Beanie. We do appreciate it. Let's move on. Last episode. If you guys didn't know, Lloyd and I pre-record these episodes, and then we put them out as a premiere on our YouTube channel, and people come and watch them with us in chat, which is always fun. And during the show, I often will put questions that people will answer. So if you want to participate in the polls that I'm about to tell people about, uh, then make sure that you watch it with us over at the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one that I asked last episode, I said, what resolution do you tend to play games at? And 51% said 1080p, 21% said 720p, and uh, 13 and 13% respectively were 1440 and 4K. So very few people are actually playing at 4K. Honestly, I'm surprised that 720 is as high as it is. Did that surprise you at all? Because for me, that really surprised me. Yeah, like I I thought all the numbers uh, before the percent sign in 720p would be added to the numbers before the percent sign in 1440p uh, because I assumed that 1440p would be a much higher percentage than 720p, Uh, but it isn't. So that's super surprising to me. Yeah, and it also shows that there's a lot of people who are playing at this 720p resolution. So the 800p resolution of the Steam Deck really is not going to be that big of a deal for, uh, you know, I would say 70% of the people that are watching this show, which are probably the the people who are most hyped for the Steam Deck. That's right. Uh, Let's move on to the next poll. I said last episode we talked about how many Steam Decks that have been estimated to be sold so far or pre-ordered so far. Right. Uh, I think we're going to have a little more information to talk about in this later on in the show, so stick around for that. But I asked, is 750,000 pre, uh, 750, pre-orders impressive? 
62% said yes, 18% said no, and 18% said not sure. Um, how do you how do you feel about that breakdown uh, about the yes or no and not sure? I, I'm surprised by it. I thought more people would say, no, it's not impressive, but that's probably because that's where I landed on it. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the default stance for anything on the internet is meh. <laughs> right uh it's everybody's in a competition to see who can be the least impressed they they want to meh first like you post a youtube video and someone posts first no no you you post a youtube video and someone posts meh or a tweet and someone mehs that tweet i mm-hmm. i thought there'd be a lot more meh uh for this one but uh 62 saying yes i mean it's a it's an unproven form factor for PC gaming on with Steam, I mean, there's other form factors, console like the Switch and other handheld gaming systems, but an actual portable PC, I mean, they've existed before. It's not like this is like completely brown- groundbreaking, um, but this is something that Valve wants to get in front of millions of eyeballs. Um, and 750,000 is a good start. Um, it would be an even more impressive thing if you had to pay for the whole thing up front. Putting five bucks down is kind of a no-brainer if you have any thoughts that you're going to want this device in the next year. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought it, it, the Mez and also the fact that you only put five bucks down, there'd be a lot more people that said that that's garbage, no. Uh, but uh, 62% at yes was uh, pretty interesting. Stick around to find out why Valve, or, or find out about Valve's confidence with their, their pre-sales so far. Right. Uh, the last poll that I posted in the previous episode, I said, we said this because they they showed off the case and like what it looks like coming out of the box and everything. Right. And uh, the question I asked, are you buying a third-party case, or are you sticking with the one that Valve is sending? And 82% uh, said that they're going to get the one that Valve has. 17% said... Uh, we'll see, and 0% said third party, <laughs> right. which I've never seen a poll that I've posted either on this show or other shows or on Twitter ever with 0% on right. on one of the choices. That is very surprising to me. Now, just remind me, are you getting a case or are you sticking with the one that comes with it? I mean, I'm getting a case because the system comes with it, and I, I usually don't like to replace things if I already have a viable solution. Uh, the case that Valve is shipping looks really good, like mm-hmm. little indents for your joysticks and and all that stuff. Uh, I have no doubts that this is going to be the case that I stick with. Um, but if for some reason it doesn't, I, I've bought like, I think, six different cases for my Switch before I found one <laughs> that I, is perfect and I love. And I'd probably end up doing the same thing for the Steam Deck if the, the one that comes with it isn't good enough. But I assume it will be. I'm with you 100%. Let's move on to the news. Sure. Um, we all know that there was a delay. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to already be in people's hands. We are now in January. It was supposed to come out in December. And there's a bunch of people mad about that. And I can totally understand. Right. Um, Valve had to delay it because of the chip shortage. But they are saying that they are still on track for February. Uh, here is the quote from Greg Coomer. He says, we do feel like we're on track for that. We're still bummed that we had to move from the end of this year, this this quote is from last year, uh, to the beginning of next. But yeah, all signs are pointing to us being able to ship in February. It's a real product launch. So many thousands of people right away are going to receive their decks as soon as we're able to ship them. But even talking about thousands would be quite low compared to the volumes we're shooting for in the first few months. 
Any reaction to those two parts of the quote yet, Lloyd? The the second quote, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that really kind of surprises me. Um, you, you'd think that you'd have a million ready for day one and then slow trickles because uh, that's kind of how console releases have been where you on launch day there's five million nintendo switches produced they're all in stores they're on store shelves and then they don't get restocks for like three to six months after uh valve's going the other way they're just gonna as as, as soon as they're made they're gonna be shipping those things out uh which to me i think is the better way to do it um so that makes me very excited Yeah, they go on to say, we're going to have a launch that looks like a significant number of users right out of the gate and then build that over time rather than having the biggest splash on day one and then generally declining after that. If you extend that timeline through 2022 and all the way to 2023, we expect to be building on our numbers constantly through that whole time to the point where there's many millions of customers (laughs) if things go the way that we think they will, who are using the Steam Deck by the end of that year. So through 2023, many millions right? by the end of 2023 is Valve's prediction on this thing. I got to say, I like their confidence here. I do. I do. I very, very much do. And it, it just shows like the, the number that we reported last episode was kind of a guesstimate. Uh, 750,000 was kind of a guesstimate based on a bunch of different data points and kind of taking that and kind of building on the, on that data set. Well, Valve obviously knows. They they know they, they know how many people have pre-ordered. They know how many people have already canceled their pre-order. They can take all those crazy numbers and data points and then kind of uh, project it out a number of months or years. So if they're saying millions... That means that many millions, many millions, <laughs> but even just to say millions, which would be, say, like single digit millions. That means that in the first year, Valve is anticipating selling more than one million of the units. Many mm-hmm. millions means, well, what is that? 10 million, 5 million, 20 million. Who knows? Who knows kind of where these numbers are coming from? Um, but I could say, like, if, if Valve can sell a million of these in the first year, this product is a success. And if if it gets good reviews and people tend to love it, and uh, those pre-order like sh- estimated shipping dates never go down because more people are just going and putting themselves in the queue, uh, that's going to be a really, really good thing for Valve. And um, it, it also gets me very excited about future Valve products, like new standalone VR headsets, new controllers, new whatever. Uh, Valve, Valve is using the Steam Deck as a kind of like proof of concept. Let's build a thing. Let's directly market that thing. Let's ship that thing, and then let let's let's keep iterating on that. So uh, that quote. I mean, the other quote, uh, th- thousands or what, sorry, what it was before. Um, I'm I lost my place in the notes. So the the one quote I was excited about was good. Many millions. It, it just makes me forget about the rest of the stuff that was talked about because that is not what I would assume a company that wants to be careful <laughs> would say right, so yeah. so it it shows that they're pretty sure that this thing's going to sell really well you know it i, I want to say two things first off valve they clearly have wanted to get into the hardware business for a very long time like they tried to they tried to make it happen with the steam controllers they tried to make it happen with the um the steam machines mm-hmm. um and 
it, it, it's clear to me, like, easily they could have said, all right, well, the Steam machines didn't take off, and we got sued because of the Steam controller, so we can just wash our hands of this and move right. on easily and just keep collecting the money that comes in uh, from running our store and really not have to worry about it. But instead, they take they take another big risk. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say I applaud them for that. I think that that's awesome. And I can't wait to see what they do after the Steam Deck. The other thing that I want to say is something that we've said on the show before. Uh, and I'm sure that people have, by the time you finished your sentences, people have already been typing this. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it succeeds, I'm going to have one and the PC libraries are not going to vanish so I can buy the games from Steam and play them on my device whether or not I am the only one that has one. (laughs) So do I want it to succeed? Yes, because I want Valve to continue to try and innovate in the hardware part of the industry. Right. But do I need it to succeed in order for me to enjoy my Steam Deck? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. 100%. Like, uh, the Wii U was a failure. Uh, oh, God. From, yes. from start to finish, it was a complete and total failure for Nintendo on messaging, on sales, on getting third parties to come aboard. There were so many issues around that product. I- I'm a Nintendo guy. I've been doing a Nintendo podcast forever. I had a Wii U. I played it. Not my favorite Nintendo system. The Wii U sold 13 million, uh, 13 and a half million units, uh, and that was a failure. The Steam Deck doesn't have to sell even like a third of that, and it's not necessarily a failure because you you don't you, like developers aren't making stuff specifically for that device. It's just a PC. Um, so mm-hmm. so I I can't like even if they only sell a couple million of these units, I could see Valve saying, you know what, this did really well for us. Let's iterate and Steam Deck two. We're only planning to sell 2 million of those as well, but we we think we have some really good upgrades, and here you go. Um, they, they can carve out a nice chunk of the PC industry, even if it's a fraction of a fraction of a percent. That's still a large number because there's so many PCs that are sold on an annual basis. So um, this doesn't have to sell more than the Wii U to be a success for, for Valve. It just has to get people buying more PC games because that's really what Valve wants. Absolutely, and you know that's why... That's why Valve is like, hey, go ahead and use our uh, Steam OS 3 on your hardware yep. manufacturers. We don't we don't care. You don't have to pay us. Go right ahead because it means that they are able to um, make money on those other devices that they are not making or selling. Right. Uh, although we will talk about one of those other devices later on in the show. Um, oh, boy. Good God. Uh, <laughs> moving on to more info from Valve. Valve has said that they have just, they, they are updating their old games, like we're talking really old games, right? For the Steam Deck. Um, so this is, uh, I think it's a continuation from the previous interview that I was uh, that I had uh, screenshotted here. Uh, here's what Greg Cooner says, uh, Coomer, sorry. Uh, he said the Dota team is doing some pretty innovative, at least within the context of Dota. Just this past week, they shipped a new mode that allows players to play the game well using thumbsticks. They call it experimental controller support because they're still looking for feedback, but you can play a real game of Dota with a gamepad now. Now, for me, I've never played... Well, okay, I think I've played 
a game or a or the tutorial of Dota. Um, that is not a game that's necessarily for me. I played tons of what was the one from Blizzard? Heroes, Heroes of the Storm. Heroes of the Storm. I played tons of Heroes of the Storm because I really, really liked the way that they did, like the 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 team leveled instead of the player. Right. Uh, I like that. I like that I didn't have to go back to like the base in order to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not how most MOBAs do it. And and uh, what I always wished for, as somebody who has a pretty severe injury to his left elbow. Uh, WASD, not a fan. I've never mm. been a fan of that since I injured my elbow because I can't quite twist my arm the way that I need to in order to play that comfortably. I've always wanted to have um, MOBAs that are controller friendly. So right. like Smite, I'm a huge fan of Smite. The uh, What's the Pokemon one? Pokemon uh, Unite? Yeah, I was just trying to think of the name of it before you asked that question and I was like, I can't think of that one. I think Pokemon Unite is the one, yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty fun too, although I don't really like the monetization model. Um, Dota has been around since forever. It was basically the inventor of the genre, and then Valve bought them um, because it was originally a Warcraft 3 mod. Yep. This is definitely a game that I'm going to give a shot at once I get the Steam Deck in my hand because it is now fully supported on the controls that are in front of me, and I don't have to do any... Any, anything at all to them to to figure it out. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, definitely. I, I've never played a MOBA. Uh, okay, that's not entirely true. I've I've probably tried a couple different MOBAs, done one thing, and said, you know what, I'm done with this. I don't I don't like what a MOBA is personally. That's not the type of game that I like to play. Um, but the fact that they're updating it for the Steam Deck is is great because it shows that Valve is putting the full weight of their entire company behind this device. They didn't have to do that. Dota's been out for, what, eight years or something crazy? Uh, I don't know. Even, even better, they talk about CSGO. They talk about uh, Half-Life. These are like 20-year-old games, some of them, and, it's, and they're updating those. Um, that is really exciting to me as uh, someone that wants new stuff from Valve. Um, updating the old stuff might be what I have to live with, uh, but I hope that they have so much fun updating the old stuff. They want to get some new <laughs> stuff up. Yeah, so is, you know, somebody listening to this show or watching the show, they might think, well, you can already play CSGO with a controller. You can already play Half-Life with like a Steam controller or whatever, and it works pretty well. What are they doing in order to update these games? They're making it so that you don't have to use the mouse to interact with menus and stuff like that. Yeah. They're doing things with the touchpads to make it so you have more radial menus in order to choose things that kind of thing there's there's multiple reasons why this is very exciting number one it's exciting because it shows like lloyd just said that they really believe in this product and they're updating their old games to show this they didn't do that with the steam controller they they did not go back and update um like half-life to work with i mean it worked with the steam controller but you had to like use the mouse uh, in order the the trackpad as a mouse in order to start the game like that kind of stuff right so it was kind of a a half effort Mm -hmm. in that case they must really be behind this if they are going through and updating it to work with the the buttons that are on the steam uh the steam deck right now the other reason why this is exciting is because and we kind of talked about this before, it it gives other developers an insight into good ways to design controller interface 
when you are dealing with all of the different inputs that are on the Steam Deck. Because keep in mind, it has two joysticks, both which have a capacitive top so that when you take your thumb off of it, it knows that you're not touching the, the, the controller, um, the, the, the thumbstick anymore. Right. It has a full set of face buttons. It has a D-pad. It has um, bumpers, triggers. It also has two triggers on the back. Uh, no, four triggers on the back. I forgot about that. And the two touchpads. And it has touchscreen. So all of these things are really cool inputs. Yep. And a lot of developers are going to be like, well, you know, I don't want to put in the effort to figure out what to come up with for these, but I just was playing Half-Life and I saw that they did this cool thing with the touch menu that that made playing that game so much better. I can easily implement that into my game. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it might actually get Valve to put a spotlight on my game if I do that. So I right. think that that's another reason to be excited for this. 100%. And, and you kind of took, took most of the words right out of my mouth. Uh, like, this is going to be a good example of of UI and control uh, support for games. Um, that happens with consoles. New consoles come out. Usually there's kind of a game from the console manufacturer, except for the Xbox. Uh, Xbox Series didn't really come with one of those. Uh, but PlayStation, whenever they have new controllers or new things on their controllers, there's kind of a, a, a demo game. Like the PS5 came with that, that cool little game that tells you how the dual sense works and how all the buttons uh, work and how the triggers and all that fun stuff works. Um, and Nintendo does that pretty much all the time. Every new console Nintendo comes out, their first couple of games are usually tech demos of how, how to get the most out of this system, um, hardware and controller wise. Um, Valve coming in and doing this for the Steam Deck, exactly like what you said, Bill, is gonna give a template for other developers that are saying, you know what? I'm used to mouse and keyboard. Is there a way that I can make this work really well? They jump right into Half-Life and they're like, oh my God, this works really well. Okay, how did they do that? And I'm sure there's even going to be some developer contacts where if you are a game developer and you're you're, you're part of, of the, um, I don't even know what to call it. You're, you're part of the system. <laughs> you, you talk to Valve, they talk back to you. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some contacts you can talk to saying, hey, what would be the best way to go about doing this? Um, it, it just shows that they're, they're fully behind their product, which is what you want when there's something new coming out to the market. Absolutely. Now, there's the, the next piece of information I'm going to say is not necessarily Steam Deck related, but it's definitely Valve related. It's definitely Steam related. And it's this thing they called Steam Labs Experiment 13. If you don't know what <laughs> Steam Labs is, Steam Labs is like this beta channel of stuff that you can opt into on steam in order to try things out and give them feedback on that and experiment 13 is like this store hubs thing and i think that they are going to use this to to, to try and spotlight games for the steam deck eventually i mean we know that they already have that one system but they might be able to be like games that use trackpads really well or that kind of thing right uh, but they have these things called store hubs. And I was reading through this and I was like, it seems kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I don't see myself ever using these things. Like, uh, here's my question to, to you first, Lloyd. And of course, everybody who's watching this or listening to this. Do you use, do you browse Steam for games? Um, now, I'm going to say this real quick. I don't. Except for that's how I found Tailspire. 
because <laughs> I had a gift card and I was like, oh, I'll try it out. I'll, I'll, I'll look for something, which I never do. Right. And then I found Tailspire, but almost I never browse Steam. I go there when I'm looking for a specific thing. What about right. you? I generally don't browse Steam when I use Steam. Um, unless there's a big sale, like the holiday sale that just went on. Mm. Uh, did, like, did you, did you like take out another mortgage on your house? Like I did, uh, during that <laughs> steam sale. Like I, I look at my library and the number of games that I added in December is, is ridiculous just because of the crazy steam sale. Um, uh, but this was one of the first times in recent memory where I was going through pages and pages and pages because, um, uh, well, I don't play a lot of PC games because I'm more of a console gamer. I like uh, the TV experience sitting on a couch um, I'm going to have this fancy new piece of hardware coming in, and there are going to be a lot more PC games being played, which means that there's probably games that I've wanted to play for years that I haven't for whatever reason, and I'm going to be able to get. So uh, during the, the, the holiday sale, uh, I think I picked up like 20-something games through bundles and other things. I didn't spend a lot of money. That's the, the other good thing about these holiday sales. Yeah. But I added so many games to my library, and this was kind of the first time that I was kind of going down a rabbit hole. So you're you're browsing one game in the store, and then they have, like, uh, similar games. People also enjoyed this. Like, all those types of things that come when, when you're browsing a store. And I went pretty deep down the rabbit hole and found some, some games that I had forgotten about and was able to add them and, and pick them up for very cheap. So... Uh, something like this I could see being really useful, especially for people that are using their Steam Deck as a console, not a PC. Like they want to, they want a full experience. They want to have the Nintendo eShop on this portable device, um, but the eShop is really just the Steam Store. But they're going to use it in a very similar way. Um, mm -hmm. This makes a heck of a lot of sense, and I'm really glad to see this being uh, brought and expanded. Yeah, the, so in this in the the article here, they said that they have store hubs with powerful new new tools for browsing, filtering, and exploring deeper into each category. Like I said, that's how I found Tailspire. It said you liked Tabletop Simulator. Check this out, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. I just saw I saw the screenshot, and I was like, oh my god, that looks like a picture of real miniatures in somebody's <laughs> house. It's amazing. And then I talked our D and D group into. Uh, switching over to that because it's so cool looking and also very very easy for me to build in um but most of the time i don't do that i do remember back before i broke my elbow when i played almost exclusively games on steam i remember they had a thing where they would like say here's your recommendations and i would kind of click and say, yeah, I'm going to add that to my wish list. And and I have a huge wish list on Steam of games that I, at like at this point, I think maybe my tastes have changed a bit. And I looked at my wish list and I was like, none of these are really interesting to me. I'm not sure why I added these to my wish list, but I can see myself maybe doing that again now that I, like once we have our hands on the Steam Deck, just sitting there. And not playing games, just shopping for them. And good God, I don't need another another way to buy games that I never play because yeah. uh, it, it's it's like you can't keep up these days. <laughs> and so you asked before, how many games did I add to my my list in December? I don't think I added any in December because I have so many games to play. Mm -hmm. I don't really have to do that right now. And maybe my willpower is just a little bit better than it used to be. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be huge. Um, I, like I, what I used to do back in the day, I'm trying to figure out how to do it right now. And it seemed there's a lot more free to play games than there used to be. So this kind of screws up. But I, I remember back in the day in the early days of Steam, like going, doing a, a blank search 
and then sorting by price and buying games that are like two pennies or five cents and just getting like a, a whole stack of games for next to nothing. Um, I, I can see people doing a lot of that stuff on their Steam decks just to get a, a lot of uh, really fun bite-sized gaming experiences on this device. And uh, yeah, that, that's the good thing about PC gaming is the games are generally a lot cheaper than consoles, um, except when they're new. Um, so I could see a lot of people doing things like that. And, and I don't know, who knows, maybe Steam will have a hub, uh, games under a dollar and you go to that hub and, and you get a list of a whole bunch of really awesome games that are like under a dollar or under $5 or whatever. Um, having new ways to kind of organize, um, and, and I don't know, almost advertise because that's kind of what they're doing this for is to advertise more games to more people. Uh, makes a heck of a lot of sense, and I can't wait to see what this looks like um, on my actual deck when I get in my hands. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Like you said, you know, the having a hub that's games under $5, they already kind of have that. So yeah. this is a little confusing to me, like how this is supposed to be different than what we already have. But I'm I'm expecting to see more than just games under $5, um, maybe games that utilize gyro games that you that that um you know do this that that have um what's the word i'm looking for um you know built-in trackpad support like that kind of right. thing uh but they also just have like rich recommendations hey you really like this try this game out you know right. that kind of thing yep. uh and i think that that's just going to lead to a lot of people spending a lot of money <laughs> and speaking of spending a lot of money you know, mm. recently you and I were talking about um, co competition with mm. the Steam Deck and how likely is it for other companies to be able to, and this isn't using SteamOS 3.0, but other companies to be able to, to make their own hardware and utilize SteamOS 3.0, which I'm sure that this company may have considered in the future, but, you know, their system is out now, and... Uh, will other companies be able to compete with the Steam Deck on price? And uh, we've got the, I don't know how to pronounce this, Aeneo? Yep. Okay, that, that's Aeneo Next Advance. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to click on this. And when I clicked on it and I saw, I clicked on the buy button. Right. Just so I could see how much it costs. And $1,345 <laughs> for this thing. Yeah. $1,300. Now, some might say, well, it's a little more powerful here and a little less powerful over here. But $1,300? I don't care. That's that's just crazy when you compare it to the most expensive Steam Deck is $650. Right. Yeah, I can remember when the Steam Deck was first announced. And we were talking about it on the Discord. And I can't remember who it was, uh, but they posted, oh, there's this thing and there's this thing and there's this thing. And there was one that was on Indiegogo. I don't think it was the Aya Neo, um, the, the original version of that. I think it was a different one, but I'm blanking on the name of what it, it was. It was something Greek. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was. But like anyway, Olympus or something. The, anyway. The starting price was like $199 or $299. It's like a really affordable price. And I'm like, oh, this is actually really good. Um, but then you look at the specs of the starter model. And to get one that would be anywhere even close to what the Steam Deck was going to be, you're spending upwards of $900. So um, there are some cheap ones out, but they're cheap for a reason. And Ioneo uh, Next Advance, the $1,300 one, I think is going to be more in line with what the uh, top of the line Steam Deck is. And that's like triple the price. So, um, or double the price, sorry. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, but 
there's a lot of people that are big fans of this device. So mm-hmm. um, it's like some people buy MacBook Pros with an M1, M1 Pro processor. Some people buy a Chromebook. There's similar devices, but yeah. there's different specs and different needs for different people. It's going to be the same thing for handheld PCs. Um, you can take some of those, uh, the NVIDIA 3080 mobile chipped powered laptops. You can spend $4,000 on a gaming laptop, uh, or you will be able mm-hmm. to once those new chips come out. I'm going to be happy with my uh, 64. If you could find one. If you could find one. I'm going to be happy with my <laughs> 64 gigabyte Steam Deck. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the other thing I will say about the Neo Next is I don't like the right side of this device. They put the thumbstick below the face buttons, which is very similar to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, the difference is the whole re... I mean, look, I'm not, I was not in Nintendo's design room when they came up with this, but the whole reason that they did that was so that you could take the controller off the side and hold it sideways and have it be the same whether you were holding the left Joy-Con or the right Joy-Con. This is not the same thing. It doesn't make any sense for them to put the joystick on the bottom because what happens is as you are trying to use that device with the joystick on the bottom, you are supporting a lot more of the weight with your hand than you would if the thumbstick were up above, you would have a a lot better of a grip on it. So uh, the fact that this doesn't have the touch pads and has the thumbstick, in my opinion, and you could tell me all the reasons that I'm wrong in the comment section down below, uh, in the wrong place, uh, and then the $1,400 price tag, I'm just like, are you people crazy? (laughs) Like, I don't know. That seems nuts to me. But You know, maybe I would get this thing in my hand and be like, I'm going to sing a different tune. This thing's fantastic. We'll see. Yeah, it's different strokes for different folks. Um, Some people want like a killer top of the line piece of hardware. But from what I can see, the specs of the the iNeo Next Advance doesn't seem to be that much better than the the top of the line Steam Deck. So I I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. I love that these devices exist. Um, They're obviously existing for a reason. There's obviously a market for it. Um, They've sold a bunch of the originals already. Mm -hmm. They've obviously seen that there's a demand there for it. Um, I'm just, I'm confused why these people aren't waiting for a Steam Deck first because they can get it for like pennies on the dollar compared to this thing. But if you're already buying in the ecosystem and you like the product, you're going to want to, you're going to want to support whatever the next thing to come out is. That's true. And another thing that that the, the other advantage that this has is it just runs windows so yeah. if you if you just want it to run windows that means all of those questions that we have about will this game run how well will this game run how, how am i going to load minecraft on my system all of those questions <laughs> right. are already answered it runs windows you don't have to worry about it um and yes the steam deck can run windows if you install it but a lot of people Look, there's a lot of people out there who are willing to risk their hardware to do things. And then there's other people like me who just want stuff to work and don't want to jump through hoops. Right. And like those people like me, um, they're they're probably not going to install Windows on their Steam Deck. They're probably just going to go to the store and be like, oh, this game runs well on the Steam Deck. It has a little verified checkmark. Well, I'll buy that one. This one says it's unsupported or unknown. Well, I'll go Google it before I try it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna take chances with it, like that kind of thing. Um, you know, 
the A and Neo Next has Windows, so they don't have to worry about that because all the games are on Windows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, I I I want to see more of these devices come out. I want to see so many of these devices in the market. Uh, that people have to come up with new features to compete um, because mm-hmm. then that's gonna that's gonna take the whole industry and move it forward. Um, and then Steam Deck Two will be way better than Steam Deck One. So uh, congrats on uh, the IONEO team for coming up with a new piece of hardware. Hopefully it sells really really well and uh, you can you can I don't know get Valve to step up their game a little bit. Even though their game is pretty damn high level already, I don't know how much more they can step it up, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I I think this one it says specification two T. Is that two terabytes? Uh that's I, like that's not like a big that's a big um like what's the highest one is five twelve for the Steam Deck. Two terabytes is pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm not I'm not on the actual page where it shows all that stuff out, so I oh, I have okay. to dig into it. I'm just looking at the little tiny screenshot. Uh, it could Same. be <laughs> it could be two two terabytes. That would be that would be okay. There's a lot of really small um like drives even if you're if you're not going like an m2 drive if you just have an ssd in there uh standard like yeah um sata ssd in there um you can get two two terabyte drives for fairly cheap but maybe that's why the price is 1300 so uh by the way speaking of storage um here's my question to everybody out there and lloyd and i are not going to answer this this episode uh maybe we'll answer it on episode 12 but what size sd card are you going to buy there? Like, I think that there's a lot of people who will be like, I'm going to buy the cheapest one. Right. And there's going to be people who are like, I'm going to buy the most expensive one. And there's going to be a lot of people who have different sweet spots depending on their use cases. I'm curious what everybody else out there is going to be doing. Like how much storage on the SD card is enough for you all and tune into next episode. And Lloyd and I are going to answer that question. Wonderful as well. Uh, speaking of things that are on deck, we, we, we're going to bring back our what's on deck, uh, (laughs) stinger at the end of the show. And that is, I went through, um, and saw some games, some of my favorite games that are, uh, you know, the developers of some of my favorite games have the steam deck in their hands. Uh, that would be Axiom Verge, Tom Happ, the guy who made Axiom Verge all by himself. And I'm assuming, I can't tell if this is Axiom Verge or Axiom Verge 2 because it's actually kind of small. I'm going to assume it's the second one. It looks like uh, it. Because it's newer. Yeah, it looks Um, like it. And and then Hypercharge Unbox. Um, everybody knows what, well, Axiom Verge is an awesome Metroidvania game. So if you haven't picked that up, definitely check that out. And then Hypercharge Unbox is so cool. It is. Uh, it's this really interesting third person shooter where you have to like defend your base against toys. So like think of like in Toy Story, the (laughs) army soldier guys that are coming in to try and, uh, like spy on the kid and see what the Christmas presents were in the first one. Yeah. Well, those are the guys you are defending your base from. It's really cool. I love this game. And the whole fact that, that, that the developer is showing it off and like in the video, they're using the gyros for the aiming and stuff. I love this game so much. I love it. Playing it on the steam deck is going to be, in my opinion, way better than playing it on the switch yeah i'm gonna have to pick up a steam copy of this game because i only have a switch copy and i loved hyper hypercharge uh unbox i was a big fan of the old like army men games uh mm-hmm. and and those games where you're playing with like little toys and stuff i always was fascinated as that with a kid or as a kid like the old micro machine games and, and stuff like that uh but then they came out with hypercharge unbox which is 
you're running around as like G.I. Joe figures, shooting other G.I. Joe figures and other robots and, and weird things in a photorealistic world. Like one level, you're mm -hmm. going through a, the, the toy aisles in, in a in like a Toys R Us looking thing. And it just blew my mind. And I love that game so much. The developers have been constantly updating this game, adding new features, making it look better and perform better. Uh, I'm going to have to snag a copy of this on Steam for sure, because uh, I definitely want to play this one on my Steam Deck. Yeah, it's got really cool stuff where like you can climb up onto like the bookshelves and stuff. There's the 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 levels that the 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 level design in Hypercharge Unbox is really really top notch stuff, and you can like pick up batteries and throw the batteries at like the base yeah. in order to recharge things. It's just such a cool game, and I can't wait to play this on the Steam Deck. And it's like. I didn't buy it the first time around. I got a review copy for the Nintendo Switch version. So uh, me throwing money at them, I'm not going to feel bad for buying the game uh, <laughs> the second time. Because for me, it's the first time. And it's a really, really good game. So I definitely highly recommend it. Yep. Um, that's it for this episode of On Deck, episode 11. Um, sorry that it took us so long to come back. Uh, we had our Christmas vacation. Uh, and then that got extended a week because Lloyd's computer uh, was having all kinds of issues. Uh, so uh, we're back and uh, we will see you in two weeks, probably for the next episode. Before we get out of here, I just want to say I've been doing a show for a long time. It used to be a Nintendo focused show. Now it's just a general games show. It's called Games with Bill. Uh, there's a link in the description down below. And if you are looking for a Nintendo show, Lloyd is a host of a fantastic Nintendo focused show. Uh, called Nintendo Pulse is the longest running Nintendo show like ever I yeah. think I think we think and Since um, 2006 yeah there's a link in the description down below <laughs> as well as a bunch of other podcasts that we do so if you like these shows you might like those shows thanks for watching everybody we'll see you next time take bye -bye. it easy everybody